The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. One time is Our friend Maida Mains with the weekly dish. The theme new song. The new She's weekly got a dish. new band she's putting together. Does she? Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. It I did good. see them. I did see their little their grouping and they looked they looked stone cold hot. They did. I mean, I love that. I think that can you can be stone cold hot at the same time. Stone. It's like yeah, no. Cold and hot. <laughs> uh thanks for joining us. Coming back for top two at hour two. Give him the old one. All right, this is the time of the show, you guys. We like to talk about things that we are super in love with this week. Yes. What's your first one? I love this thing you can get at a lot of events around town, and it's a woman. Her name is Latunji Abram, and she has Latunji's Palette, which is peach cobbler's and there's a vegan version and a full buttery version. If you are at an event and you see Latunji's Palettes booth, stop and get yourself a little cobbler. I've She's, been hearing that these cobblers are the bomb. They're diggity. legit. Yeah. And she is such an interesting woman. She might be having a... Does She's she ha- having a, a GoFundMe right yes. now. But she's had some issues. Oh. Apparently, someone on her Facebook and Instagram like did a little dance with the cobbler and yeah. looked like an underage girl doing a provocative dance. But it was a grown woman doing a dance because she was so excited about the cobbler. So someone reported it to Facebook and oh. they have taken her pages down. And she's trying to get them back, and she probably will. But in the meantime, she's in the middle of fundraising because she wants to open a place on Park Avenue. She is opening a place on Park Avenue, yeah. 1400 Park. She's just a... In Minneapolis? Or yes, okay, Minneapolis. Yeah. She's just a delight. 
she's a really interesting woman. And she was talking to me about her four generations of bakers in her family and how everybody else had the biscuits and the barbecue. And she just, she's like, I had the desserts. Yeah. So if you see Latunji's palette around, she's going to be up at Arden Bayfront Park in Duluth. She was at Stone Art. She's all over town. She's all over town. Yeah. And she's being a big push this summer. I've seen her around. I think that you can get her at, at Handsome Hog. I think they carry her too. Okay. Yeah. So I think they let her, yeah, her desserts are there. It's delish. That's what I hear. Okay. Um, I'm going to say my first one is I ate fried calamari and I put it on my Instagram because I had Where not is that place ordered. with the fried calamari that looked so good? It's the it's the other side of Italian eatery. You know, oh, okay. which is just down like on the grab and go. It's it is. It's like a but it's like it's like seating. So here's the deal. Italian eatery, cute little Italian place, Nicomas area. Yeah. Um and they basically carved out they had kind of a, a the side section you know and their patio they they put their patio they moved their patio to the front of the restaurant and then they carved this area out and they painted it and recast it as un dito and it's sips and snacks and it's a walk up window you walk up to the window and you order your thing and then you go sit on the patio or you take it home or Yum. you do whatever. But there's, it's just these little teeny, like it's small plates. And what they want to do is they sort of want this like seaside Sicilian, you know, like the piazzas are filled with people just yeah. snacking and, and drinking. Yep. Yeah. That's what they want to be. And they're, and here's the thing for me is they're open for lunch. It is hard to find lunch these days. You guys I know it is super hard. So, and I love the fact that I, I sort of was looking at it and I was thinking, I'm going to grab something to go. And I decided to get the fried calamari because I haven't ordered fried calamari in a hundred years because I'm always disappointed. And it was really good. Remember the filio calamari? Yeah. Okay. I know. Well, remember buca calamari for me was everything because it was this huge and it was kind of a pile of like tentacles and rings and it was a little spicy and they had that spicy marinara. I loved it. I wonder if they still have it. I'm sure they do, but I'm sure they've ruined it. Because it's Planet Hollywood or somebody who owns it now. They've ruined everything in that beautiful restaurant. It happens. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway. All right. All right. What's your second? Undito. 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 Fried calamari. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is grass-fed cattle company. And these are folks that have a grass-fed cattle farm. And they also do chickens and pork. And then they have neighbors that are also doing grass-fed. And they've put together this collective. And you can... Order online and they will deliver, or you can pick it up at a location in Edina yep. that they have. What's interesting to me about this is I really like uh, pork that comes from farms instead mm-hmm. of from the grocery store. Sure. But I didn't have the opportunity to do a half a pork this year or a whole pork and share it with someone. But when you go on their website, First of all, you'll notice that a lot of the things are sold out. So keep scrolling because it's always updating and changing because sure. the product is so fresh. But you can get a half a pork, half a pig, and it tells you exactly. Instead of like in other traditional venues where you then go to processing and they're like, you're going to get a roast. You're going to get 12 pork chops. You're going to get three pounds of ground pork. Like they just tell you exactly what you're going to get, which I appreciate. Yes, I do like that. I don't want to have to make all those choices. It was kind of just like, eh, I don't know. Can't you just cut the pork and give it to me? Right. And they do. So it is Grass Fed Cattle Company. I podcasted with them about a month ago and I'm getting ready to post the episode. And I was thinking about them and like, oh, yeah, I meant to go to the website and look. And then I went and they have bacon, like just bacon. Yeah, They have just lots of great grass fed pork products and okay. animal products, beef products, chicken, lamb, all of it. Okay. 
I like that. Yeah, I think don't they have, do they have a store in Edina? It's not a technically a store. It's almost like a refrigeration area, but you can pick stuff up there, okay, and they will package remember, and box it up. For yeah, you. I've kind of like looked at it and been like, "Is that you a place like I need to go stop in?" And look in? Around. No, there's not that. It's just a, it's a, a central or, facility to pick up. It's like a ghost kitchen. Yep, for meat. Got it. Um, okay, my second one is going to be. I ran around and did sandwiches for Fox Nine. You and I were both live on Fox Nine the other day. I saw your funny. sandwich spread looked good. Um, yeah, and it was besides the fact that I can't stop loving that muffaletta at McKin or at uh, at Mini Row Market. I just totally lost the name on it in my mind. Um, but I wanted to shout out the Bun Me at Misant because apparently I feel like I felt like I had been talking about them forever, and I feel like apparently I haven't because no. every time I say it to someone, they're like, "What?" So, I just love a good banh mi, yes. and they have good pho there, too, don't they? I, I don't know, because I have never eaten it, because all I can do is get as many banh mi as I can and jam <laughs> them into my face. Because I love the fact that they have the classic one. You know, they go with the classic pate, and they've got, you know, all the, the pork and everything else. But then they do special ones. They have, like, with eggs in them, and then they do a kimchi bulgogi Korean beef one. Oh, that sounds that good. That is spectacular. Any and so, bulgogi is good bulgogi. Oh God, I just love Korean bulgogi <laughs> beef. I just love it. Um, and so it is up in it is up in Roseville. The former Baker Square. Yes, and it's like they have, and by the way, they're breads. Like if you want to pick up some of the baguettes and everything else, they buy. you can buy those there. The other thing is I drank so much bubble tea this week. I don't know why. It just happened. I just drank a bunch of bubble tea and the, their royalty was really good. Okay. So, uh, you have I one have more one little, little bonus. bonus. If I just, I like shrimp and grits and the <laughs> revival shrimp and grits was really good. It had like a hammy mushroom gravy situation that I thought just pulled it all together, amped it up, served with some pea shoots on top. I just, I haven't had great shrimp and grits in town and I was like, oh, this is real good. I might have just had like a side of those grits, just like the as consistency a side. of the grits are really good. They are. They nailed it. For they sure. did. Also, speaking of just because I'm thinking of Southern food now, the collards at Handsome Hog. If you just go there to get the collards, because collards are hard to do and people underestimate them. Well, and they get swampy if they don't get to, if they're not taken care of. People just sort of like unless you really, really pay attention to them, I feel like. And they're just so good there. And the bite of the vinegar is just right. And they're a little sweet, a little sour. Yeah. They're great. Great. All right. There you go. There's our top two and our two plus plus bonusers. I love it. All right. We're going to take a quick break, you guys, and we're going to come back. I think we're going to talk about some tots. I got a funny story. We got us a good story. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107, brought to you by Knob Creek. Are you thinking of buying a house this year, but have been deterred by this crazy market? This is Stephanie Hansen from The Weekly Dish, and not only did I buy a house with Carrie and Sue from Lake Syria Realty, but Ellie is too. Ellie's a first-time homebuyer who was passively looking for a condo when she spotted a cute little bungalow in West St. Paul on Facebook. I told her to call Carrie and Sue with Lake Syria Realty, and Ellie was impressed with how easy Carrie made the process. She looked at the home twice in one day and had an offer in the hands of the seller by the end of that night. Carrie and Sue will work with you to help you find the perfect house. They know all the tricks of the trade so that you can choose the home without necessarily paying the highest price or overpaying. With mortgage rates being at historic lows, people are qualifying for higher priced homes, but with lower payments. Ellie's a first time home buyer and the mortgage lender found a first time buyer program that is able to keep her monthly payment about the same as a one bedroom apartment, but instead she's building equity in her first home. If you're thinking about buying or selling, call Carrie and Sue at Lake Area Realty to get started. That's Carrie and Sue at CarrieandSue.com from Lake Area Realty.
Oh, I do like that song by that little Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, I think every time we play it, we say we love it. I love it. I know, it's great. It puts you in like that place of being in high school and in love and just, yeah, you can just feel it like that first love. Yeah. I like songs that do that. Um, bring you back to a place, a memory. I'm going to bring you back to a place. It's a place. <laughs> I'm like, how is this How's last Saturday? Okay. So we started out talking about the zucchini last Saturday. And the reason is, is because I have been carrying from house to house 20 zucchinis <laughs> that I am making stuff. But every, as fast as I make stuff, more come. And yes, if that you, is called growth. <laughs> if you are a gardener, Produce. you know, like you have so much zucchini right now. You're giving it to neighbors. You're bringing it to work. So I was doing a Fox segment and we had just talked about all the zucchini things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I've only been writing my cookbook. I haven't done anything. I haven't been anywhere. And I was like, oh, zucchini. I can do zucchini. So I decide that I'm going to bring all my zucchini. Of course, I have the three that are a little misshapen because I had the pollinator problem that I told you about last yep. weekend. Um, so I have all my zucchini and I'm going to make stuff. So I decide that I'm going to make a zucchini chocolate, chocolate chip muffin. Cause I've, that's always good. People sure. like that. Yeah. And they're good for kids. So I get those and I make the muffins and I made them after I got home from Valley fair, which was also funny. Cause I was exhausted. Oh my God. I'd right? around you just want to be on a couch, but I needed to like, cause I had to go into Fox the next morning right, I and know. I haven't gone into the studio in a long time. That requires things. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to set up and have all your stuff. And so I'm like, okay, I'll just make the muffins. Then I remembered that after the show last weekend, we got a tweet from this woman and her name is Janine Gatsky and she listens to Weekly Dish and she sent us a recipe Mm -hmm. and said, hey, uh, this is one of my favorite things to do with an overabundance of zucchini. So I was like, oh yeah, I got that recipe. So I look at the recipe And it is for zucchini tots. Yeah. Now, I don't own a mini muffin pan. It's 1030 at night. I'm preparing to do live TV in the next day and getting all the stuff in my bag. And so I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to have time to make the zucchini tots, but that recipe looks great. So I go to bed, lay in bed, worrying about all the cookbook things and go to bed, wake up the next morning at like six. And I was like, huh, I got some time. I'm going to make the zucchini tots. So I get all the stuff together and I amend the recipe a little bit because, again, I don't have the mini muffin tins. I felt like I didn't have all the right stuff. So I kind of just zhuzhed it together. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, these really need a sauce. So I got to make a sauce. One of my handy dandy secret weapon recipes is cottage cheese. Okay. I always have cottage cheese. I blend it up and put it in lots of things. I had cottage cheese, I had plain yogurt, I had some dill, I had some garlic. So I made like a little ranchy sauce. Yeah. Okay, now I've got sauce, I've got the zucchini. (laughs) They're not tots. I'm like, are these muffins? Yeah, they're muffins. Are they chips? Like, what are they? So I think I just called them. Wait, did you put them in the muffin tin? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I think I just called them zucchini savory muffins with ranchy sauce. Yeah. I was like, that's good. Cheesy. They were very cheesy. What was the cheese in the muffins? I used parm. Oh, you did parm. Yeah. So, okay, I've got now the cheesy tot muffin situation. Yeah. I've got the ranchy sauce. I've got the de- the chocolate muffins. And then I was going to make one of my favorite things to do with zucchini is just to shave it with a vegetable peeler, sure. toss it with olive oil, lemon juice, hit it with a little lemon zest. You can put some basil in there, mint, whatever. 
and put it on a platter and then throw it with a little bit of nuts, pine nuts, almonds, whatever works. Mm -hmm. And then a little cheese. I had goat cheese. I like it with goat cheese. You can also use it with feta or mozzarella. We did that. Just a delicious, easy, light summer salad. So I'm going to make that with Jason. So I get on the show. I get all my stuff situated. I get all prepared. My muffins look great. The tots are there. Yeah. We start out the segment and he starts shaving. He apparently has never shaved a zucchini before because he's like holding it out at arm's length, shaving it like you would peel a potato. And uh, and he's going around the zucchini. I'm like, wait, at some point, just he's going around it like a barrel. Like he was taking off the skin. And I was like, oh, you don't need to do that. You just can do planks. Like, just oh, keep oh, shaving he was, the planks. He was peeling it, yes. and you wanted him to plank, plank it. it. Got it. Yep. So we kind of laughed about that. And we get to the point where he's going to try the tot and the recipe that I amended from Janine's recipe. So I tell the story about a recipe. He eats the, he takes the tot, he dips it into the sauce, and he's like, oh, these are really good. And I'm like, I know they are super good and a great thing for kids. And he's like, well, what's in the ranchy sauce? And I was like, oh, my secret hidden weapon. Like, if you need to make a quick sauce, you just blend up cottage cheese. And he was like, his face just went pure, like, static. And I'm, like, continuing to talk, but I'm looking at him, and he's just looking at me like he got stuck on cottage cheese. And I know from this show, yes, people get stuck on cottage cheese. Like, it's- some people like it. Some people don't love it. I do the cottage cheese sour cream noodles that people were freaked out about. I, so yeah. he's, he's just silent, but he's kind of his, he's laughing. Yeah. I'm like trying to keep going, but I'm laughing because I know I've screwed up somehow with cottage cheese. Turns out he hates cottage cheese that him and Ted, who's in his ear at Fox, Todd, Ted's going, I'm out. Cottage cheese. I'm out. And that's why Jason's laughing. But apparently Jeff, the other producer, eats cottage cheese in front of them every day. Uh, because they hate it. They hate it. And so he eats it. With different things in yeah. it. Like yeah. It's kind of like Donna used to eat the tuna fish here that would gross everybody out. It is the equivalent to that. Okay. So he's just eaten cottage cheese. He can't believe it because he actually did like it. Yeah. So after the break, he went back for another round of the ranchy sauce. Yeah. But he was like, I, I Hanson. Yeah. Hanson, I cannot believe you just fed me cottage cheese on the air. Like, and I didn't even know. I was like, I didn't know. And if I think back, maybe somewhere along the line, I knew this about him. But you forget stuff. I can't remember who likes cottage cheese and who doesn't. I actually don't know if I would ever identify that with him. Oh, he just, his face. He And if you watch, so the recipe that I made and Janine's recipe, I put on my blog with the video so you can watch his face. But the whole thing was just... Very funny. And like live TV, you know, like it's hard. Like you forget stuff. I forgot the olive oil for the salad. I had had to wipe some of the dishes that I used down and I wiped them with Windex because that was all that was under the counter. And then he went to wipe his face with the napkin that had the Windex on it. So he was like, I just ate Windex. Yeah. No, yeah, my my sandwiches on Fox Night. I had the mini row. I had this great beef sandwich that they gave me, and it was supposed to be melted. And I just, I was like, I had this whole plan where I get it in the microwave, and they're like, "Yeah, the microwave doesn't work." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> all right, that's fine," you know. And yeah, it's just you're like, just punting. You, you just, gotta, but it's TV, and like most of the time, we're the only ones who know that. You know what I mean? And so we just kind of keep going, and you just have to do. But like with Jason, of course, like. His reactions are the prize. Like, that's the best part of the show. And him just sitting there looking at me while I'm laughing. 
And Jeff is also behind the scenes laughing. And yeah. Ted's in his ear going, I'm out. Cottage cheese. Blurp. Well, I got to say, it's hard. I know my kid ate cottage cheese every with avocados like most of his growing up life. Yes, we all I eat cottage cheese. Do Good not. protein. Nope, not me. Nope. Thank okay, you. That's no. so funny. I also got to say moist. Yeah. My moist muffins three yep. times. Three times. And then he wanted me to change what I called the muffins. He's like, please stop saying the word moist. And so I was like, well, the other word's worse. He's like, what's the other word? Can you guess? No, I, you told me the story. Okay. Wet. Yeah. Like, well, that's no good. And then I was like, nobody wants a dusty muffin. <laughs> He's just, his face is the best. I mean, that is the fun stuff. So that was good. Bringing okay. back the old live TV. But Janine, thank you for, again, sending us this recipe. I know. I made it. They were great. I add the recipe for the ranchy sauce. So. And we'll give you guys credit whenever we can. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, it's like, I think that's the best part about all of this. It's just sort of like, we all know how to cook and make and do these things. And sometimes you just forget. I love the fact that there's people like, do this. And you're like, yes, that's yes, brilliant. Because I've still got 20 zucchini left. Are you going to do, I know, do you, what are you going to do with the rest of it? I don't know, Stephanie. I'm... I think you need to just bake a bunch of zucchini bread and freeze that. Because that would be like a thing that you can pull out in the wintertime and be like, oh, and have like a little zucchini bread French toast. That's delicious. Yes. My problem, I need to get to where my bread pan is and it's up at one of the houses. So I didn't have it at home. But these are first world problems, aren't they? They really are. I can't find my bread pan. Yeah. Or zucchini bars. (laughs) My loaf pan. Make some bars or pancakes. Bars. The fritters for me are what I always love, but I just, I can't figure out how to... Do I haven't figured out the venting in my house yet, so I don't want to fry anything. Yet. Yeah, I, I gotta have that. windows open. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's that's a real issue. If you don't have the good venting, you got to figure that stuff out. For I do sure. a lot of that stuff on the grill up north. That's true. You do. That's a smart idea. All right, you guys, we're gonna take a break. When we come back. We have Gavin Kaysen on the line, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. You guys are having a little hard time connecting with Gavin right now, but I do want to talk uh, a little bit about, can we just talk about um, quickly the movies that are coming out that I'm so excited? The Aretha movie. (laughs) 
I with mean, Jennifer Hudson. Holy moly, I'm so excited for that. I feel like she's going to bring that music back into the zeitgeist, like I that know. it will be pop uh, trending on the charts. Yeah, I, I hope, hope so. I am the the story of Aretha Franklin to me is one of those, you know, not known. Like, why don't we know about the Queen of Soul? My God, yeah. we should know her story as much as we know about Elton John's and that's right. Everybody else. Tina so. Turner. Oh, I love the Tina the Turner. The Tina doc. Turner biopic really was did. really good. I thought it was great. Um, the other one I'm excited for, by the way, is the House, the House of Gucci. Oh, one. that <laughs> promo with Jared Leto and Adam Driver. Gaga. Boy, okay, I know. I got to go through the whole list. Mother though. or father, son, and House, House of, of Gucci. Gucci. She, uh, it, it's great that she's getting another dramatic role that isn't music based because yeah. I think it will help solidify her. Place I know. In, yeah. Yeah, seriously. She's great. I know. I think that she's, when I think that she's got like, you know, lots of, um, I think she's got lots of range and I think she's got a lot more to, that she wants yeah, to Yeah, and she's a good actress. Yeah. So you don't have to have her sing in order to make it a good show. No. She can, I think, carry it from an acting perspective, like uh, American Horror Story. Okay. Yeah, no kidding. That I, well, I couldn't finish that one. I haven't watched any of the American Horror Story, and my daughter gets so mad at me. She's like, they're actually really good. Like that first one with Connie Britton, she's like, you would like it. The first horror stories? Yeah, she said like yeah. the first three seasons were legitimately yeah. good. Okay, quickly, are you watching The White Lotus, by the way? Yes. Is everybody watching The White okay, Lotus but I've on Okay, but they've only had one episode. Is there oh, a few no, more? there's been like four. Oh, I'm you gotta behind. Catch up. You gotta catch up. Connie Britton can I do know. no wrong. After watching White Lotus, I sat and watched old Nashville singing videos. Oh. That show, Nashville, if you just want like a pop culture moment... It's it's great show. Also, Friday Night Lights, great show. I've never been a Friday Night Lights fan. Hey, Rachel, he did say he's available. So if you can, get, are you trying him right now? You got him. Okay. Um, but she's. I think I've never been a Friday Night fan because I'm not. I hate football. Is hard for me. It's too meat heady and all the rest. I just don't love it. There's not even that much football. Everyone in it. says it's a it's a story about a marriage. It's not a story about football. <laughs> but it is. There's right. so much football around <laughs> it that you can't get away from it. There's still meat heady football stuff. Well, there is Taylor Kitsch. Come I mean, okay, that's fine. Do we got him? All right. We are joined by Gavin Kaysen. Are you there, Gavin? I know you are out and about on your Saturday. Yeah, sorry. Oh, that's uh, okay. I know a baseball game. You have like kids baseball dad. and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, my son has a baseball game. So I'm like, oh, I should probably leave him. Go find somewhere <laughs> quiet before they hear strike ball. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, calling. Well, we wanted to have you on because we wanted to talk about the Synergy Series, which you have brought back this year for 2021. Um, and I'm so excited for that. I'm, and I kind of was worried that you were never going to do it again. What made you decide to bring this uh, this series back? Well, so the lineup that we have for this year was the lineup that we had for 2020, but COVID shut it down. Oh, okay. And so all of the chefs had already committed. And then we had um, a lot of people who bought the season passes two years, literally two years ago when it went up for sale. Oh. And so two years ago, you know, I don't know, 90 people bought all four dinners. Oh, um, and so when COVID hit, we, of course, reached out to everybody and said, you know, our, our goal is to bring it back, but we're not totally sure. And they said, well, we trust you will. And so just keep the money and we'll keep the tickets and hopefully it comes back. And we said, okay. And so now we said, well, we better bring it back because we've had all our money for two years. <laughs> so we should do something. You should probably so, throw nice. a little party for them and such, right? Yeah. Parties. Yeah. So we were able to call all the chefs and get them to commit to it. And, you know, the biggest difference this year versus the, the other years that we've done it is that 
we're not able to spread it out in the full year. Um, we're sort of consolidating it all. So we've got John and Vinny from Animal, and John and Vinny's in L.A., and then they're, they're in October. Michael Salamanoff is in November. Thomas Keller's a week after that. And then three weeks after that is Missy Robbins. You're going to be busy. It's going to be a great fall. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. one of the things that you're doing this, so the, the, the people, the, they're sold out as far as those passes go, but they're still doing, you still have like single dinner tickets. Like you can still basically sign up to go eat at one of the dinners, right? Yep. So on Monday at 10 a.m., you can go into the Spoon and Stable website, which then like clicks you into our talk interface, which is where the reservations live. And so those tickets, those single dinner tickets will go on sale. I presume that they'll sell out by 10.01. Yeah, I, mean, I do too. Been, it's just kind of been the history of Synergy. I mean, it's not, you know, people, unfortunately, I understand that they get upset, but we don't really have much of a, a say in how they, how people gobble those things up. Right. Um, but we are offering two other opportunities to be a part of the experience. And one is that we're going to open up the bar and the lounge we're going to do kind of an abbreviated tasting menu. And those tickets will go on sale probably like two or three weeks before the dinner actually happens. Okay. So that will not go on sale Monday. So people will have another chance to buy tickets for the experience. Great. And then in addition to that, on the Friday in which every chef is here from noon until one, we're doing a dialogue one-on-one series conversation. And those tickets are only $10. We're doing them at the Holden Room for one of them. And then we're doing it at the American Swedish Institute for three of them. And, you know, the capacity is pretty high there. So in 100% yeah. of those those proceeds go to uh, a foundation, Appetite for Change. Appetite for Change, yeah. which I think is great. Yeah. Are you, and sitting down, I think this is something that, I mean, I I kind of always, obviously, I love a discussion. I know, I'd rather I love like, a Q&A. hear people talk about I'm the probably going to go to the us. Q&A before <laughs> I'm going to buy those tickets first. But, you know, the thing is, is like, I think about, exa- like, something that's interesting is knowing that we have all talked about how this year has affected us as an industry, but then now really having them coming after, you know, instead of having them come before, but now having them coming after this and having you have a sit down with them, I'm kind of excited to hear about what their perspectives have been over the last year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Us too. And I mean, you know, the, the intention was really to try to get more, you know, the goal of synergy when it, when I created it five years ago was always to try to, to not only bring these chefs to our community and show them what we're doing here, because that's often how chefs discover different communities is by being invited to them to do events, but also, you know, then to, to be able to listen to their stories. And I recognize that not every industry per- person can get off on a Thursday or Friday night. Right. And, and so this gives us an opportunity to say, listen, Friday at noon, most of us are not going into work at exactly noon or we can push off by an hour and we can go in and listen to these conversations and, and be a part of a Q&A that is hopefully meaningful yeah, um, and, and that people can take things away from. Yeah. And I really, you know, I know we did two of those with you, the one with Dominique Crenn and then the one with April Broomfield. And I really yeah. feel like those to me were so rewarding to sort of get outside of the general media presentation of those people, you know, and I think being able to experience their food is one thing. And that's a beautiful way of experiencing their art. But having that intimate moment to sit and listen to them tell stories is so rewarding. And I'm so excited that you're doing it because like there's a you know, there is I'm sorry to say this a synergy between (laughs) you guys, you know, as come as colleagues that I think that us as interviewers, we can't really pull that. So I'm kind of excited to have you be doing it. Are you feeling good about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's gonna. I'll, I'll be on stage, but Al, Allison Aris, who has a company called Salt and Row, who you know, yeah, I know Allison, been a part of our 
been a part of our development of Swanee Hospitality the last seven years, she's going to have a big part in helping moderate them as well. Oh, great. Okay. And so, you know, we're going to have, we're going to kind of, we're going to try to tag team a lot of it because to your point, I mean, the goal is to try to find, um, you know, to have some vulnerability in these conversations and talk a little bit about what, what it means to be where we all are today, Yeah. but not be so inside baseball that if somebody's not in the industry and shows up, kind of walks away and is like, wait a minute, I didn't understand all of that. So, (laughs) Um, we need, we have to find that balance somewhere. And I feel that Allison will help us create that balance. True. She's marvelous. She sees the industry in a way that is truly, I mean, and she expresses it on her Instagram in beautiful ways. I'm just a fan, huge fan. So, okay. So people can buy tickets starting tomorrow at 10 AM, but you're kind of saying good luck. And is there any tricks that, I mean, is there a robo dialing or anything? Well, so it's all, I mean, the good thing is it's all, no, no, but not tomorrow. It's Monday. Oh, Monday. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So um, Monday at 10 a.m. And it's, you know, if you have a talk account, if you sorry, if you do not have a talk account, which is where our reservations are, then set it up now. Yeah. Um, and get multiple people to go on as many devices. As, as and buy as many account. as you can. OK, good yeah. deal. Yeah. Is there anything else going on at Spoon you want to tell us about right now? What else is going on at Spoon? You know, we're going to probably do. Um, we're, we're, we're playing with, you know, we used to do the Saturday night ramen night. Yeah. We're playing, we're playing with um, changing that up and, and possibly doing something with burgers, maybe. I don't know. We're Ooh. still trying to figure it all out Whoa. and play. Stay tuned. We'll have something coming up. Soon. Okay. Well, you've <laughs> never a burger you didn't love, Steph. I, I was going to say, this is a, well, this is a burger town. Let's be very clear yeah. about that. Um, all right. And then, of course, just letting everybody know that Belcor on Grand Avenue is going to be opening at the Cook Space on August 12th, and that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, right around the corner. And then all the reservations for September go live and both Spoon and Stable and Demi tomorrow at noon. So Sunday at noon, all of September goes live. And if you haven't been into Demi, we'd love to have you. It's such a fun space. And of course, Spoon and Stable is amazing as is and love to have you there. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Gavin. Go back and do baseball. Thanks, guys. Okay. All right. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. It's been a lo- I thought it's been a good show. I've been happy. We yeah. Have fun just talking about I don't think we'll get stuff. any emails yelling at us today. I don't That's know. a good day. I know. I think it's pretty good. Um, we did, Ken asked on Twitter, what was the Italian piazza place you mentioned on top two? It is Undito, U-N-D-I-T-O, and it's in the back side of Italian eatery in the Nokomis area. I think it's off of, I don't want to say cedar, that's not, that doesn't feel right. Um, and then Michelle Close asked, cedar. was it cedar? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I have a problem with roads down there. I really get things mixed up. I don't know why. There's a um, Google for that. I know. Um, okay, so uh, Michelle asked, she said, you talked about all the barbecue, being all barbecue since the smoky air rolled in. For some reason, it's made me want beef stew. So I'm, uh, hmm. she's doing that while she's listening to us. Oh my gosh, beef stew. That doesn't feel like a, like a July thing for me. But now that you say it, I'm kind of feeling like that would be a really good thing to tuck into. Um, I'm confused by this weather about what to wear. Because it looks hmm. cloudy and like it's going to rain and kind of, eh. <laughs> but then like you're out there and. I'm sort of in the same. I feel like I am finally like actually wearing clothes again that are not the same four things, you know? Yeah, but did you. Summer is the worst for clothes for me. I hate summer clothes. I do too. Did you look at your closet though? And you're just like, this is so like everything feels ugly and old. Well, and it's not yeah. like. I mean, it is. It is. I mean, we haven't worn anything for two years, so maybe that's why it feels. But 
just like like what huh. like wearing stuff on TV. I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm, the TV we'll clothes like goes. your fancy dressy I like do my hair. But I do <laughs> style my hair. <laughs> I know. but it was kind of funny because I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's like I've bought, I've bought like six new pans and pots over the last year. Have I bought a new pair of jeans or a sweater? <laughs> no, I have not. That's funny. Even buying cookware, I have all the cookware. I'm totally going to buy that baking steel I keep talking about. And if you have any extra cookware when you're unpacking things, Ellie is going to be starting up her kitchen. So, oh, I if you have stuff, I, I have want it. a ton of things that I was just about to bring to Goodwill. Oh, are they in your car? I'm no. taking them. Uh-uh. Yeah, bring them next week. I'll bring them. I'll put them in my car tonight. Yeah, taking okay. it. All right. Yeah, I have a couple really good like heavy bottom pots. Perfect. That I was just like, I don't use them. I don't need them. I have She'll got take them. four of them. So she'll take them. Okay. Um, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about what's going on this weekend or what's happening. Um, I did know that there's Brother Justice. I think there might still be tickets for their big feast that's happening today. Mm-hmm. I might try to pop over there before I go see you later. Um, but they are, uh, that's got Yia Vang and a couple other friends who are just cooking. Like, it's basically like a feast. Like, it's a walk up and grab goat feast you know, and Yucca wow. Fry Bar. Whenever and you can grab goat, you should. You really should. Seriously. Goat's good. Um, So that's happening over at Brother Justice. I think you can still get uh, tickets to that. Hey, guess what? Zoe Bakes has more episodes, finally. You know what? I noticed that, and Stephanie Meyer, our friend, yes! is made pot roast in one of them. Yes! It's a huge... Here's the hard part. It all was shot in, like, September, October, and it's like they're all bundled up into, like, cozy wear, and they're doing, like, cozy Cute foods, outfits. and they're making, like, pot roast, and I'm kind of like, I just don't want it right now, but... <laughs> but I, it sounds good. But it sounds good, but I'm also jealous, because that's the weather I want. I want scarves. I want hats. I want down vests. Don't. It's coming. Just don't wish it upon us. It's coming fast enough. But anyway, so if you guys don't have Magnolia Network yet, you can. You're still on Discovery Plus. That's the whole reason why I subscribe. Yeah, me too. And it's only five bucks a month, yo. That's pretty good. So watch. I need to watch some of the nature stuff uh, on Discovery Plus. Yeah, they have so many nature shows, and I don't watch any of them. I'm into the crime thing more than I am. I'm like designing crime. I just want the design, and then I want the murderers. What I are you guess. watching on crime? On that? I can't remember because I don't. I I dip in and I dip out. Okay, because I'm still watching Murdered Wives. I think I watched Ray Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> Murdered Wives. Why do I want to watch that? I don't know. I did. That's funny. Anyway, so uh, Zoe's she's got a couple new episodes up, and they're gonna keep rolling them out. So stay tuned, and yeah. and we'll watch them as they come. I'm excited. Um, letting you know that if you are got a vegan situation that you are, if you're, you know, looking for more interesting vegan foods, the Twin Cities Vegan Chefs Challenge is going on all of August. And what this is, is it's, they've got a couple different, they've got a lot of different restaurants from the Coconut Whisk Cafe, which is, you know, all vegan, but then they've also got Parkway Pizza on the list and Barbette and Red Stag. So these places are all featuring special vegan dishes that you can go and order specially and then you vote on and then there's one, you know, there'll be a big winner at the end, I think. But it's interesting if you're if you're always, I know a lot of people are like, I, I don't, I think that a lot of people want to try a vegan thing without having to maybe give their entire you know, experience over to a vegan restaurant. Yeah, kind of like a plant-based Monday or... Yeah. 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 What's interesting is 
I think people have stopped finally asking us, like, my friend's a vegan. Where is a vegan restaurant? Yeah. Because I don't think we're doing exclusively vegan restaurants. There's a few. I mean, yeah. This is Herbivorous Butcher, and there's a few experiences, but. Well, like Jay Selby, and you know what I mean? But the best that you can go to Barbette or you can go to Red Stag, and there will be vegan dishes there. Most places are now hip to that they need to have some gluten free options and they need to have some vegan options. Yeah. And I mean, that's because they're catering to the people who have, you know, people are interested. And so that's wonderful, I think. So it's great. Um, Also letting you know that uh, Sunday tomorrow kicks off uh, National Farmer's Market Week. So definitely get out to a farmer's market. I cannot believe that I have not been to a farmer's market yet this year. Oh, boy. I have a few crop failures. Carrots, I think, are going to be one of them. So you have to go buy them? Yeah, because I've got carrot tops up the wazoo, but the carrots are like an inch long and very spindly. Okay. And pickles. I think I'm, I'm not going to get good pickles. Really? No. So I think I'm going to maybe I've been have hearing to... that everybody else's cucumber plants are off the hook. Yeah. I don't know why mine aren't. It could have been I did some heritage seeds this year. Oh, maybe. And I had some failures. Yeah, maybe. Um, I do like that for... I do like going to the market and seeing those big bushels of pickles of like the cucumbers, the small yes. ones. I think those are great. I did make uh, eight pints of kraut. So yeah, I saw that. Got some kraut coming. Okay, I'm gonna start giving you my kraut and pickles from last year that I still have because I gotta start rotating the jars. Yeah, you actually should think about having like a date that you go. Okay, well, if I still have these by this date, I need to start giving them away. Yeah, and I'm not here. just a year. Not just. <laughs> I mean, like do it before before the year. Yeah, before it hits a year and you have to get rid of them because that also creates space and it kind of makes you want to do more things. Don't you think like you're instead of holding on to them, you're just, I mean, you're going to give them away anyway. Cause you're yeah. not going to eat them. And my tomato sauce from last year that I still have canned some of it. I think I maybe only have one jar left. Oh, okay. But. I was like, all of my oven dried tomatoes are gone. I have like, so I, many tomatoes. I get rid of my oven dried tomatoes that I do are gone. Like by what? December even. Yeah. I mean, I use them so fast. Pretty much. So I kind of miss that. That's if you like, I mean, I have a recipe for these that I did in the cookbook, but just go and buy a bushel of Romas. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've talked market. about it a yeah. million times. And just cut them in half and dry Drizzle them all in the oven. And, yeah, yep. that's easy. And it just, I mean, I used the cherry ones, too, the because I had a whole abundance last year of just, like, letting them go. I have an errant cherry tomato, I think, that I don't remember planting. Oh. But I think I have it. Yeah. So I don't know if it came up from, like, last year, oh. but... I got it. I haven't been to the garden in a couple, five days. Five days at the garden is like a lifetime. Yeah. Because I'll go up there and I'll have monster zucchini that I didn't even know were growing. Right, because it was like, yeah. Yeah, and maybe I'll have like a pickle. I'm trying to get Japanese eggplant. That's my goal this year, but I don't know if I've got enough time. Do you ever do turnips? Do you ever do any? Yes, and I did those Japanese turnips, and I have a great glazed recipe for glazed. Yeah, because I always remember you're the ones who likes to eat them I do. I do. I love them roasted. Um, I did want to let you know about this. Uh, I got a note from the Four Seasons Foraging Kids, which I think that this is a lot of people think of foraging. We always talk about it in the springtime, spring, right? Yeah. And I love the fact that they sent me this note because they have two classes in August that they're uh, kind of like putting out there. And I think they're really fun. So a foraging field day trip where you get to go 45 minutes outside of town with the foraging pros. And they're going to show you how to do, mu- you know, stinging nettles, wild mint. They're going to look for mushrooms. They're going to talk about where to look and how huh. to look. I know. Huh. That it's sounds fun. Really great. And then they have one in town called Foraging for Summer Fruits. 
And this one I love because I know that we have a ton of wild plums around town. We have aronias. We've got all these different like fruits. Elderflower berries. Yes, that you the can June eat. berries from the service berry trees. And they're like off the side of the greenway. Like you can walk on the greenway and there's wild plums, but I wouldn't know which ones to pick. Uh-huh. So I really like that idea. It's called, it's Foraging for Summer Fruit. It's Four Seasons Foraging. If you're looking for that, um, and they're linked in the feed. So if you want to okay. just go to the feed, you can find it there because I did put it in there because I was very excited by that. And I do love the fact of like thinking about fall foraging, you know, instead of just always talking about ramps for God's sakes, you know, all the things. Um, ramps. did you also hear by the way that there are two new, um, vendors that they announced at the state fair? Yeah, something Cajun cheese curds. Yeah, there's cheese curds. Solemn Concessions is going to do blueberry mini donuts, which I am here for that. That's great. Um, And then they're going to have cheese curds with multiple flavors like a garlic. They said that the Cajun is the first Cajun at the fair, but I feel like... I felt the same way, Stephanie. Like, we've had these before. Yeah, that's not... And maybe we've had them at other places, but I don't know. But So they're there. Uh, Baba's Hummus Bowls are the other one. Okay. And I think it's about time we had a hummus bowl at the fair. How come we haven't? I mean, I guess I always thought Holy Land would do a hummus bowl of some sort, but um, they've got hummus with different toppings. And I think the beef shawarma with lemon sauce, parsley, pine nuts, and sumac sounds delicious. It's just fun to listen to you say shawarma. Shawarma. It's my favorite. They do have a dill pickle hummus, which I'm a little worried about. Oh, no, that sounds delicious. (laughs) Does it? With cheese curds and onions on top, crispy onions on top of the dill pickle Hummus. Yum. Okay. Um, quickly. Yeah. There is a bakery that is called Songbird Kitchens. Okay. And you order things and then you pick them up. And it's online at Instagram called Songbird Kitchens. And I had these goat cheese frosted cookies that were almost like they tasted like a cinnamon roll. It was like a pumpkin-y, cinnamony, cakey cookie. Wait, that was- had this delicious cream goat cheesy frosting on it that I can't stop thinking about. Songbird Kitchens. Was it a the goat cheese was in the cookie no, or was the goat it cheese frosted? was in the frosting? Okay, it was so good. Okay, I just I can't stop thinking about it. I have some in my refrigerator. Where do you at home. pick it up from? Uh, her location, and she's got different places. Go on Instagram. She's got an order form. You're all set. Okay, I don't have. Yeah, I just looked at her website. Boutique bakery custom catering mm-hmm. April Songbird Kitchen. Yep. Okay. One of the one of the people that has come out of the pandemic on Instagram. Like I mean, Rachel's pasta. Oh I, I cannot stop following that woman. Well, have you ordered it? No, because I'm you never have to home order to get it. it. Oh god. Her pasta is spectacular. I know. The, I cannot it's I can't even changing. say it right, the curligionis, but like her little raviolis, everything the beets, is the, I still have oh. some of her a green pasta in my freezer. I Yum. should go eat that. Yeah. All right, gang. Thanks for hanging out today. We'll see you guys later. Ciao, ciao.